0: It is our prayer that this message encourages you and equips you to be like Christ in all aspects of your life. Enjoy today's message.
1: And church, you know, I just want to remind you, starting next Sunday, we will be back to our normal services, both at 9 and 11, and we encourage you to come and join us here in
2: this place. I'm going to do something
1: bold. If you're watching, um, whenever you watch this, if you do not have a church home or if you always wanted to visit Metro, I encourage encourage you, we wholeheartedly welcome you to come join us in worship
2: in the coming weeks ahead. I just want to take a moment to
1: thank all of our boards, our board of trustees, our board of directors, our board of finance, our pastoral team. Thank you for modeling what it looks like to work together uh, intergenerationally. Uh
2: number Sabele Yella board members name or thing and they wouldn't number Sabede e Provertana Saming Lil Namura Pinterna yella the Yuma Clodum board members in order some karate. There
1: are many times I was just so humbled at everyone's um the way they talked, the way they interacted. Uh, working side by side to build the local church for the glory of God. And I'm just so humbled to be on a team with each of you.
2: Thank you all. Well, the Holy Spirit was revealing to me during
1: those times that we were together that God was rebuilding more than a building. He was building a people.
2: Amen. Together. And everyone
1: watching at home, I just want to thank each of you, like Pastor said, for being so patient and and for being a, a partner with us during this time. Church, let's get ready for a bright future of impact in this city.
2: Amen. 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 Now let's
1: get ready for God's Word. Open up your Bibles
2: to Acts chapter 1.
1: Church, we are in a series entitled, The Spirit-Filled Life. This is the last sermon of this series. Some of you may be happy for that and others may be sad, but this is indeed the last sermon of
2: this series. you can get
1: ready starting next week in the in the month of May. We'll be starting a brand new series about welcoming us all together back home to worship God.
2: But for me personally, this
1: past eight weeks, I have been challenged to to pray more and
2: more for the infillment and the empowerment of the Holy Spirit in my life. You know, personally, I've
1: just been praying, asking the Holy Spirit to give me new gifts and new insights. And oftentimes, I found myself just crying or weeping in the presence of God and I couldn't explain why but I was so enriched by the text that we were
2: studying. I feel like the Holy Spirit was
1: helping me redefine or really deeply understand what it means to be a Pentecostal
2: person. I've been learning it's actually important.
1: Impossible to be Pentecostal in name only. To be Pentecostal means
2: that you have an experience, a lifestyle. I've been learning,
1: even Pastor mentioned this last week, the great power
2: that we receive in Pentecost. But the interesting thing about the power of the Holy Spirit is it
1: takes us, we are filled with power, but it takes us to
2: difficult places.
1: We receive power, but then that power takes me and you to places where we feel
2: weak there. As Pentecostals filled
1: with incredible power in difficult places
2: that's the mark of a pentecostal power in difficult places amen amen that's what it means to be pentecostal
1: Many young people ask, why on Pentecost were we filled with power, not love or wisdom or compassion? The God, God thought on Pentecost, I need to fill my people with power.
2: Amen. Let's yeah. talk about that. Uh, let me, I'm going to take us to a couple scriptures. First, go to Mark 16. We're
1: going to get back to Acts, but go to Mark 16, 15.
2: That's
1: what Jesus said to his disciples, he said, "Go into all the world and preach the gospel to all of creation." Let's go to Luke 24, verse 44. This is again the same story, but in Luke's perspective luke twenty four verse forty four it says this Jesus said to them, This is what I told you while I was still with you. Everything must be fulfilled that is written about me in the law of Moses, the prophets and the psalms. Then he opened their minds so that he could under- so they could understand the scriptures, and he told them, This is what is written: The Messiah will suffer' And rise from the dead on the third day, and repentance for the fig, forgiveness of sins will be preached to all nations beginning at Jerusalem. You are my witnesses of these things. I'm going to send you what my father has promised, but stay until in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high. It says in Acts, also let's go to Acts chapter 1 verse 8. Acts chapter 1 verse 8 But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem in all of Judea, Samaria and the ends of the earth and then let's see what happens does this really happen? Acts chapter 2 verse 14 look what happens to Peter when he receives this power Acts chapter 2 verse 14 then go ahead
2: then Peter stood up with the eleven
1: and he raised his voice and addressed the crowd Fellow Jews and all of you who live in Jerusalem let me explain this to you Listen carefully to what I say Notice church what happens when the power of God comes upon you Hallelujah what, The power to do what? Why did we receive power? What does it mean to be Pentecostals, to have power? What are we supposed to do? I want to talk
2: about three things this morning. First, we receive power to go.
1: Second, we receive power to cross boundaries. Number three, you receive power to be his witness. All of these things, we do not actually have
2: power to do by ourselves. Therefore, we need power
1: outside of ourselves to accomplish these
2: things.
1: Church, I know we all have a traditional understanding of what it means to be
2: Pentecostal. It is an understanding that we may have brought from
1: India and we have put here in North America. But if we look at this text, how close is our church experience to this text?
2: Uh Indian in the one, North America, if we're a number number, Pentokosriam Stabitto, and I'll leave a bagatil on the Surtikanam, and Daniad Pendukosra Irikanam and Rod. So
1: church, would you be willing to listen this morning? Would you be willing to open your heart and say, God, make me like this text, not like
2: any tradition? Uh Mattupa Here's the main idea, Spirit filled power, Spirit filled people are given power To go to places of weakness.
1: First, we have been given the power to go.
2: The disciples are told they're supposed to go into all the world. Can you imagine
1: a man that you've never really even gone out of your own village? And Jesus told you, you need to go to the whole world.
2: You immediately know,
1: I need power outside of myself to do
2: that. So there in
1: the upper room where it was very private, the power of God comes upon them to go to very public
2: places. When that power came upon the disciples, the first thing they did was leave the upper room. I've noticed in
1: in our current society, when the power of God hits a place, we all stay there. But in the old, in the New Testament, when the power of God comes upon
2: people, they leave with power. Mm-hmm. every disciple in that upper room they went somewhere the Church history has an account for every one of these apostles.
1: Peter went all over the ancient Near East and then was eventually killed in
2: Rome. James,
1: the brother of John, he went just into Jerusalem and then was killed there. You can see that in Acts
2: 12. I'm going to skip other disciples and I'm going to come to
1: Thomas. We know Thomas. Thomas took the gospel gospel all the way to the Malabar
2: coast. Many of us here would not even be here today if it was not him
1: that received power in the upper room to go. Go where? To
2: India. Malika Muriel Shakti, Irangi, in the in the in the in To receive great power to go into unknown places. Look at these guys. They're fishermen. They're tax
1: collectors. They're total nobodies. But when they're filled with the power of God, there is
2: no place on earth they cannot go. That's what it means to be Pentecostal.
1: ಅರ್ಥ. Let's look at our own life. When you receive the power of the Holy Spirit is your
2: first impulse to go go to your neighbor. Go to your co-worker. Go to your cousin. Go to the poor. Go to the nations. I know
1: church many of us feel fearful or weak, but that's why
2: you receive power. Why are Pentecostal
1: organizations like the Church of God and the Assemblies of God, why are they on the forefront of missions globally?
2: Why? It's not because they're theologically intelligent.
1: That's not why.
2: It's not because they have so much money. They are
1: on the forefront of missions because Pentecostal people receive
2: power to go. I mean, our Church,
1: I know that many of us may feel weak in our bodies or you're like, my circumstances are so bad I don't have time or power to go
2: Many of us feel like we're not
1: missionaries. I give money to
2: missionaries. That's not my job. I don't need to go. Besides, I'm afraid. Let me tell you a story. Story
1: to illustrate.
2: One night a a
1: house was caught on fire and there was a young boy still stuck in that
2: house. To flee the fire he goes all the way on top of the roof. The father is outside
1: of the house and sees his son and tells his son, jump
2: jump into my arms the father says jump Because I will catch you. The father knew that the boy had to jump in order to save his life. However, all that the
1: boy could see in front of him was fire, flame, smoke, blackness. He was afraid.
2: He was afraid. He was afraid to go.
1: Everything in his circumstances prevented him from going. The father kept calling, jump, jump, I'll catch you. Finally the boy said, Daddy, I can't
2: see you, I can't see you, so I can't jump. And the
1: father said this, but I can see you, and that's all
2: that matters. I can
1: see you, and that is all that
2: matters. And church, I
1: know many of us are afraid to go. We're looking at our circumstances. But the Father says, I see you. And that's
2: all that matters. Church, look around
1: our world. It is on fire
2: right now. People are
1: perishing every day even in our country back in
2: India. People are afraid, they cannot see their way out. And we stand with them there in the fire. But
1: one thing that we know that they don't know is that the Father sees us. So you grab their hands and you go together
2: into the Father's arms. Amen. Amen. What if the first step to being a Pentecostal, a true
1: Pentecostal,
2: is to Go. Amen. 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 Hallelujah.
1: The
2: second thing is not only do we go, but we cross boundaries. You saw in the text,
1: Jesus gave him a specific command. You go to Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the earth. What are those?
2: Those are boundaries. The Holy Spirit fills you with power. So you will cross boundaries. The
1: disciples, all through the book of Acts, they kept crossing national
2: boundaries. Even inside Jerusalem,
1: they would go into Judea. They would cross village and city boundaries too.
2: But they also cross, cross other kinds of boundaries.
1: Some of these apostles had great boldness. They would go straight up to high priests and share the good news. Why? Because they're crossing the boundaries of
2: power and hierarchy. If are Peter went to Cornelius'
1: house. He, ca- he crossed the boundary of oppression. They are, they are the empire on them, coming down on, on Peter and
2: his people, and he crossed that boundary. You have to think about
1: this. The centurions are who nailed Jesus to the cross. Now Peter is coming into a centurion's house, bringing the gospel to him. They are crossing boundaries of hate. Years and years of hate, they're crossing that
2: boundary. They took the gospel to
1: to someone like Saul, who was a violent critic who hated Christians. They
2: crossed that boundary too and took the
1: gospel
2: to Saul. The Holy Spirit,
1: Spirit power gives me and you power to go to places we never
2: thought we would ever go. Cross boundaries
1: to stand before powerful
2: people. Cross boundaries to stand before powerful people. Cross boundaries to meet up with our enemies and give them the gospel. This is
1: Pentecost. This is what it means to be Pentecostal. Pentecostal. Filled with power to go into very difficult places. What is the
2: boundary? That has been set before you. Who are you too?
1: What place are you too afraid to go to? Is it an ethnic or racial boundary? Maybe it's a power boundary, oh, those two people those people are too powerful
2: for me.
1: Maybe it's a pride boundary. Oh, those people are too low for me. Maybe it's the fear
2: of the unknown. You don't know how to cross that boundary of the unknown. Pentecostals
1: know that God is actually on the other side of that
2: boundary. know that God is actually on the other side of that boundary. Friends, if we stay
1: too long on this side, we will miss everything God is doing on that
2: side. We will be like the children of Israel.
1: at the first Jordan crossing. God told them to cross, cross the boundary. They were afraid. And an entire generation died because they did not cross
2: the boundary. Sometimes
1: we think, well, what's the point in crossing a boundary? I'm telling you, entire generation is at stake if we don't cross the boundary
2: together. Yeah. Amen, Church.
1: When Sophia was about four or five years old, we started her in martial arts in Taekwondo.
2: Ah, Sophia Nala
1: She was so small and cute. She looked cute in her outfit. All the other boys, they
2: looked strong. She looked cute. Sophia <laughs> cute Her
1: her instructor, it was the martial arts instructor, I mean he was like a big, tough military guy. He had a loud voice, he was huge.
2: Needless to say, Sophia
1: was scared of the instructor and all the other boys
2: there. But we wanted her to learn confidence,
1: discipline, self-defense so she could be, grow up to be a strong, godly woman.
2: Many of you know this, that over the next four years in that martial
1: arts dojo, Sophia eventually got her black belt in Taekwondo.
2: Now I don't
1: have to worry about any boy in her life.
2: Praise the Lord. I'm actually more worried about the boy. But all of this started why? Sophia had to learn to
1: cross an important boundary.
2: You see, when she walked into the dojo,
1: she had to
2: take her shoes off and she had to walk onto this blue mat. All the training, all the instruction, everything happened
1: on the blue mat. But until, but she could only experience it if she crossed into the
2: blue mat. Church, there
1: were many times I brought her to class. She would be sitting in my arms, and she would not have the courage to
2: get on the blue
1: mat. The instructor would even come up to us and say, Sophia, are you not coming onto the mat? She would just take her face and bury it in my chest and say, no, no, I'm not coming,
2: I'm not coming. But Bettina and I
1: kept telling Sophia, you need to have the courage to step onto the mat because it's on the other side of this mat that you will be changed and transformed
2: and learn new things. And I'm
1: so glad because years later, she achieved with only 2% of the world's population
2: has a black belt in Taekwondo.
1: So what waits for us on the other side of this boundary? What does God have in store across the street or across the boundary, across the national lines, across different places? What does God have in store for us in this
2: church? Church,
1: can we just ask the Holy Spirit to reveal to us the boundary line
2: and give us power to cross? can we just say that now God I rebuke fear in the name of Jesus I rebuke pride in the name of Jesus God
1: I pray for a spirit of opportunity a spirit of vision to fill everyone here and at
2: home Hallelujah. Amen.
1: And as I move to my last point, I'm going to invite the worship team to come up here. And as we think about, we have been given power not just to go, not only to cross boundaries, but to open up our mouth and be a witness.
2: Everywhere these disciples went all they did was just report
1: did
2: you know that Jesus is king you see church, sometimes we think we need to be persuasive. You don't need to be
1: persuasive. You're not a salesperson. You're just announcing the news that has already happened. Jesus has been made king. Did you know
2: that? Again, I am not
1: a peddler of the gospel. I'm not a salesperson. I'm an ambassador. I'm here to tell you the kingdom of the God Most High has arrived. Did
2: you know that? this is pentecostal this is pentecostal you open your mouth in any place you go
1: you're not trying to convince anyone you're merely making an announcement. I don't know if you know, but Jesus now
2: is now King of this place.
1: Church, why is this
2: important? Because we have to
1: recapture and redefine what it means to be
2: Pentecostal. You
1: see, over the decades, over the decades of being Pentecostal, this
2: definition changed, right? Many people
1: think that the Pentecostal church is an organization. Actually, Pentecostal
2: people, we are an organism here on earth we're not an administrative
1: building we are a body that is alive
2: on the face of the earth we're the only
1: group in the world that lives for the people that are not in it yet. We are the only people that we're the only kind of group in the world that is always looking for people
2: that are already not inside of it yet you see the
1: New Testament church they were open
2: Influential and they were an organism.
1: But our Pentecostal churches over time have become the opposite.
2: We've become closed, political, and an organization. Nama pelabuhan, adanya perda, wadilgal, kagatun, ilkanna, rastriye, matram, parayinna, uru uru staban matram aythira rond. In why did that happen to us? Kedungunan adunamu kesambuita do? Because we forgot we were made to go we are forgot that we were made to cross boundaries we forgot that god made us to witness to this whole city we were filled with power to leave the upper room. But we live in a world where everyone is going to upper room. I think that happens because we're afraid. I think that happens because we're scared to cross boundaries. But that's exactly why you and I are filled with power. Did you know what it says in the Bible? That his
1: strength, his power is made evident in our weakness. So, me and you, we need to go to places where we look weak so the Pentecostal power in us becomes evident to everyone around
2: us. Amen. Church, let's stand to our feet as we worship God.
1: Church, I believe that Metro Church has the opportunity right now to be a standard-bearing church in this city and in the world about recapturing Pentecost.
2: Pentecost um, to um, Church,
1: can we look up and get ready to worship and ask God, Holy Spirit, will you fill me with
2: power to go? a. Holy Spirit,
1: please fill me with power because I'm afraid to cross boundaries. So fill me with power
2: right now in the name of Jesus. God, give me the words, give
1: me the boldness, God, to open my mouth and be a witness every
2: place I go. Fill me with power. This is Pentecostal.
1: Let's live it in our life. Amen. Let's worship God together. Hallelujah.
0: Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. If there is anything we can do to continue equipping you in your pursuit to be like Jesus, then please do not hesitate to reach out to us on our website at MetroChurch.us. Also, if you found today's message to be inspiring and informative, then please share it with your family and friends and leave a review on this podcast platform or on our website. Again, thank you for joining us. We are so grateful for you. Have a great week and God bless you and your family.